I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. I'm here in the chill zone with Ryan Ankner. My name's Scott Sweeney. Ryan, how are you, pal? What's happening, hoops? I mean, what do you think about this Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck holiday party wherein they sang a duet together? Like I was saying a minute ago, I find I love him very much, but... Same. I don't want to hear anybody singing ever. I hate a singer. You're out on all singing? All singing. Wow. Kids coming off the top rope, right? John Mayer, that's front. it. Nobody else can sing. No Nobody more. else? That's the end of the list. Of one of your other singer-songwriters who you enjoy. So like, like Billy Joel, I guess? Even if they have a beautiful voice, someone starts singing, you're disgusted? I'm out. Off-put? Even if it's great, I'm, I'm good. Hmm, Unless it's like in the... Like if I went to visit, like if I if you had a band and I Which went I to do. hear you at an open mic mm. on purpose, like prepared to hear a singer, mm. and I was in that mindset, I'm I'm good. But if we're like if you were if you were to invite me to a holiday party Ooh. and then you just started crooning, mm. I'd be very uncomfortable. Silver People that bells. that burst into song, <laughs> not for me. It is kind of fucked up, especially. I, I lumped that in there with dancing too. Wow. Also out. <laughs> Folks, if you're musically inclined, stay away from Hank. He has no time for it. Nobody is that spontaneously filled with joy that they need to just start singing away or dancing. Or people that try to encourage you to dance at events where there is dancing and you're not dancing. Mm. And it's like, can we just... So you're telling me you're going to go see the new Whitney Houston biopic called I Want to Dance with Somebody and not sing along in the theater and or dance? We were chatting about that earlier, too. I'm loving how it's getting panned. As, as much of a Whitney Houston fan as I am, I think the trailer made it look awful. It doesn't look great. Also, no. that title, I Want to Dance with Somebody, someone else said this, but it's like, why don't you just call it Whitney or like something simpler? I think it's actually called... Uh, I want to dance with somebody, colon, the Whitney Houston story, to make it even more of a mouthful. Is there already a movie called Whitney? I'm, to me, that's the only reason. I think they made it's, a documentary about her called Whitney, but it's like, you can also call the movie. They did. You're correct. In 2015, there was also the Whitney Cummings TV show. <laughs> oh. And, oh no, that was a, the Whitney, <laughs> Whitney, the TV movie in 2015, and there was a Whitney documentary in 2018. And it's weird that Chris D'Elia is also in the Whitney Houston biopic in a major role. He's in blackface playing Bobby Brown, <laughs> but instead of beating her up, he's just texting a bunch of underage girls. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe this movie got made in this climate. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm just happy Chris D'Elia is getting work again. That was sad for a little while. I thought he wasn't going to make it. He's but back. good for him. He's back out there. But yeah, Cod, a friend of the show, Cod, was saying his father got uh, his entire family tickets to go see that on Christmas Day. That got me good, yeah. Yeah, imagining that happening. Oh, yeah. 
I've had a few awful like whole family movie experiences. I remember seeing, I want to say Mr. Holland's Opus with my entire family in maybe August in the Situate movie theater. And I want to say the air conditioning wasn't working. And it was just like a gross, dank swamp. Dankner. You, a few years ago, saw Collateral Beauty with your family, which is maybe Will Smith's worst, most boring, serious drama. And I'm remembering Seven Pounds and uh, The Pursuit of Happiness and all the other ones. For Collateral Beauty, I made a, a pillow out of my jacket and intentionally <laughs> fell asleep in the Braintree movie theater. Like the seats are decent there. So I was like leaning on my arm and pillow or jacket pillow. And I yeah. legit fell asleep for probably 25 minutes of the movie. You basically like pitched a tent and had a sleeping <laughs> bag and went to sleep properly right. inside a movie theater. Nice like inside of a jail cell nap. <laughs> At a boy. That movie fucking stinks. Will Smith kind of stinks. And I think that the, the Venus Williams, Venus and Serena movie is overrated. And I don't think he should have won for that. Yeah, I mean, he's in a bad spot. He's good in Bad Boys and Fresh Prince and kind of i guess the first men in black haha first men in black is a masterpiece but everything else he could be done i liked him actually in six degrees of separation as well Mm. which doesn't exist but i liked it i feel like everything else he's done could be lost to time and it wouldn't matter at all yeah no one on earth has seen emancipation and i don't think they will no one even i thought about it for about three seconds and both you and lucy were like oof when yeah. I brought it up, like, just, it's just like, why would you want, like, I didn't want to watch that before Will Smith revealed himself to be a fucked up lunatic by, you know, the slap and everything. No, what happened? I, I didn't catch that. <laughs> now I really don't want to watch Emancipation. Speaking it's- of Emancipation, did you see that uh, James Gunn is writing another Superman movie? Yes, like, yes. They're reimagining it again. Yes. Did we do Henry Cavill getting bumped last week already? Or did that happen after the show? I can't even remember. No, we did. Because I remember talking about the fact that he's doing that Dungeons and... No, uh, the The Warhammer. The Warhammer show. Yep. 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 But yeah, The Rock... uh, (laughs) The Rock got sent down to the minors too. He's like, I had a meeting with James Gunn and uh, we decided amicably that we shouldn't make Black Adam (laughs) 2. That couldn't possibly be more made up. Yeah. That that there was anything amical about that situation. He just had this long-winded like diatribe of a post Ugh. where you know he's just like appearing like a loser doing all this like yeah actually uh my movie made money and actually people liked it and actually they're not reconfiguring the entire dc universe because it was so bad at all it's embarrassing he i would love for him to just take a loss mm. in the beginning of his career he was fine with it when he did like gridiron gang and tooth fairy and San Andreas and 14 other movies that tanked. And then he had a couple of big hits that were mostly reimagined franchises. Yeah. And that, I guess, made him think that he was qualified to be a leading man in a major studio action movie, superhero action movie. It's over. It's done. He's texting Vin right now saying, please, you got to get me in Fast X. Like, I just, I need this. (laughs) Water under the bridge, bud. I don't even also, know what they don't like about each other. Speaking of that, they announced today Gal Gadot is mm. reportedly going to be in Fast X, playing her character Giselle, who was killed on screen in, I think, Fast X? Maybe Fast X? Is that the one seven? in Brazil? No, that's five. Okay. Rio. I get them all mixed up. 
I mean, I don't know why. They're all so varied and different and have such different goals, and they achieve them through uh, artistry <laughs> and the work. We've done this before, but I'm going to hang in there saying that it would be cool of that universe to go back to the first one. Mm. Not redo it, but just to... They're, they're past all of it, and now they're into street racing again. They're like it's about the cars. It's about like more like low key. I don't know how they pull that off now that they're all supposed to be like thief millionaires in you know Rio or something. Yeah. But they'll probably have that for like ten minutes at the beginning of this one, and then someone will come up to Dom and be like, "We need you to fucking." go drill a hole into this asteroid and blow it up because it's on its way to earth and you're the only guy who can do it vin and we like and then like sweet home alabama plays and vin drives off in i don't know a fucking 18 wheeler let's go hey i mean i don't know i'm excited about fast x oh yeah and I'm looking forward to the five-minute scene where they try to make sense of the fact that giselle is still alive be like she was actually that was a body double who got <laughs> shot in the face. Maybe they'll go with the amnesia storyline again. Classic. She wasn't dead. She just had amnesia. Classic, Letty. Letty. I forgave her for having amnesia for two movies. And they actually, I'm not going to do that. That's too local. Nobody cares. I'm listening. Okay. Um, You've that, piqued my interest. That ArcLight Cinema in Boston. That oh I, yeah. I feel like it opened maybe. Three months ago, it's closing and becoming an AMC. No, it closed during the pandemic. It opened in 2019, and then COVID hit, and it just went dead. And then they closed it after like six months. It was open for maybe four or five months. Oh, I was under the impression it was like brand new. I saw Ford versus Ferrari there. Oh. It sucked. It was a bad... It was Well, the movie was fine, but the theater... I went in really, really excited because of... My favorite theater in the world was the Arclight in Hollywood, which closed... All the arc lights closed in the in the pandemic, actually. But when we saw Ford and Ferrari, the theater was not great. They were like the se- they were like those in between seats, like the AMC we were at the other day for the whale. Those are the worst seats in the world. Yeah, take it's in between that and the good reclining one, so it's almost a good seat. It's like the headrest is better, but it doesn't recline or something. I can't remember what they were, but either way, I'm hoping that they they got the place. Mm. Knowing yeah, that I mean, it's an AMC, I bet you they won't. Yeah, they. And where is is this around here? The it's oh, at no, the garden. Oh, okay. Like it's built into that building with the garden. I like that. There's another option for AMC A list stubs members, mm. such as myself, to see pictures. My guess is you will never go there, mm. based <laughs> on parking alone. Seems probably accurate i wouldn't personally like the mm. there's a garage that's like adjacent to the garden itself and yeah. i don't even know if they'd, they'd give you a deal based on it being not a celtics game okay they'd give me a deal because i'm a diehard celtics bruins Sox, pats fan and everybody knows that mm. everywhere i go in that case <laughs> that- like, oh okay we've got a bean guy coming in and I was joking the other day, or probably last week, that uh, season three of The White Lotus will take place in Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. And I wasn't too far off. Mike White, the creator, writer, director, has revealed season three of The White Lotus will take place in Gary, Indiana. Okay. Something different for season three. So it's not a resort. 
Well, no, it's going to be like there's a White Lotus in Indiana that this season's going to take Interesting. place. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't Gary in Indiana a shithole? Seems like it might be. Somebody from Indiana email us at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. I honestly don't have any idea. Indiana turkey heads, activate. We need to hear from you. I've driven through Indiana, but I don't think I've driven through Gary, Indiana. Gary? Gary's <laughs> drowning in his own sick. Hey, uh, both. Netflix has announced that it will officially end password sharing in 2023. And they say they're exploring the option to let subscribers pay to share accounts with up to two users outside their homes. That'll probably be like a, a double right. charge or something crazy like this. I'm ruined. I actually like this, to wow. be honest. I hope all the streamers do this. Wow. I have too many love you to death. Wow. Love all those of you listening who are my parasites. Hmm. I'm looking forward to you all dropping off my accounts, all wow. of you. And there's not like two or three. There's like 14 people watching my shows. Hmm. And it's something about it when you like the Hulu password, for whatever reason, I, I don't know if it's because it's a Disney thing or what. Hmm. Every time a new person tries to jump on, especially in another state, it like kicks somebody else off as if I, there might be just like a maximum number that are allowed, or maybe it just detects when you're at a, a, a different location or whatever it is. Yes, it is. Multiple times a week, people's passwords just are not changed. They just stop working. Mm. And I get a text from somebody and I'm too nice to be like, well, I'm going to kick you off, but everybody else gets to stay. And yeah, it's like, do that. That sounds sick. And just, just like <laughs> leave me in. Just individually so. pick, cherry pick people out. Eh. You know what it is? The, if anything that they can do to make the streaming content better and the overall cost not go insanely higher, mm. I'm okay with it. Like if they can keep the prices of things, for example, stars that I watch once a year, if they can keep that at eight ninety nine a month, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they need to, if they're going to do this, they need to, I don't know, make better shows or right. something. This should encourage them to up their game, I think, because I honestly feel like streaming services are kind of made to be shared. Yeah. So, And, and also, I feel like this is just, a lot of people, instead of being like, oh, damn it, I got to get my own Netflix account now, they'll just not have Netflix, and they'll get used to that in maybe five minutes. <laughs> And they realize there's not that much going on on Netflix. I got to be honest, of all of the services, Netflix is probably the first one I could say goodbye to. Yeah. Netflix lately. and Amazon Prime. Yeah. Lately, they haven't had anything that's really no. revved my engine. I live on HBO and Hulu, really. Yeah. That's where all the latest and greatest can yeah. usually be found. Did you see that speaking of uh, accounts and all that stuff, somebody tried to rob robert de niro's home in tribeca new york they broke in and were caught rifling through his christmas presents under the tree oh, shit. and i don't know if de niro himself was there or what the article was vague but did you just get high noon in your eye i did actually classic <laughs> um, me. and i don't know i feel like maybe this will inspire robert de niro to do like seven more bad grandpa straight to VOD kind of movies. Yeah, I hope that uh, the intruder in his home, he, he approached him CGI de-aged and gave him like seven <laughs> un unrealistic looking kicks. Yours is funnier. Get out of my house. I can't do it, De Niro. Those like 
almost kicks, but they're really just like him stepping on the sidewalk because he's just getting tired moving around in general. Yeah. Stop moving around! Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Poor De Niro. Um, doesn't he hasn't made a good movie in 25 years. He'd probably agree. Oh, I, I guess I'm forgetting about the Joker. Hmm. Is he in the new... Oh, no, he got shot, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Joker spoiler. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Spoilers for Joker. You're so twisted. How funny would that be if someone was actually upset? Like, yeah. did they just spoil the Joker? Mm. I've been saving. Monty's been saving it. Yeah, they released a picture. Like, first look at Joker 2, and it's just Joaquin Phoenix, like, lying down, shirtless, skinny again. It's like... Okay. Great, I guess. <laughs> it's. I saw the cover of the script, and it's... What is it? Folly Ado? <sighs> Yes. That made me angry. Mm. I was like, that's dumb. I hate that. Todd Phillips just like, ah, yes. This is going <laughs> to... Todd Phillips used to be great. The first Hangover movie was good. Okay, what about the school. second and third? Those were sick too. Nope. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't hate them. Mm. I hate the Joker a lot more than I hate the third Hangover movie. I mean, I think that this one's going to be a shot-for-shot remake of the original, but with a monkey instead of Mexico, like Hangover 2, and it's going to be sick for it. I'm okay with that. Yes. Did you see this story that a federal judge has ruled movie studios can be sued under false advertising laws if they release deceptive movie trailers? This comes after two Anna Armas fans filed a lawsuit alleging they rented yesterday after seeing Anna Armas in the trailer. Yesterday, fans might remember as friend of the show Monty's favorite film of all time. Is she in the trailer for that? I guess and she's not in that movie at all i guess she got cut from it she's probably in the trailer for like a second and people are like oh i'll watch that because she's mm. in it and then they they pull up the the screen of the movie they get their the lotion and the tissues out they're cranking fucking. away and then they just look at kumail nanjani for an hour and a half or whatever that guy's name is <laughs> fucking who's that guy is the dude from slumdog millionaire no or is the director of slumdog millionaire also no ang lee i can't remember his name <laughs> So just confusing him with two other Indian guys. Eh. Oops. But yeah, this is uh, Johnny's Pakistani. pretty silly, but I don't know. I like the idea of me taking someone to court for like some sort of uh, fucked up turkey trailer. I can't think of an example. Folks, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Big day. Uh, yeah. Doing well, what? You know, just working, it's Christmas, had to do a little shopping, zipping, zapping all over creation. What were you picking up? Uh, some Mountain Dew? Uh, yes. And some was... Uncrustable sandwiches? Yep, that too. We all know you love Mountain Dew and Uncrustable sandwiches. Uh, did you see that Justin Bieber may sell his entire music catalog for a whopping price? I didn't write that part down, but okay. it's a lot of money. Interesting. Why is he selling his I think his he catalog? wants the money. Hmm. I think his little bubble might have burst. I don't know. Interesting. Could have been a fucking headline grab, not even a real story. Yeah, it's weird uh, that... Yeah, normally people do that like after they're dead. Like the catalog... Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog. And now someone weird owns his stuff, I think. It's a weird scene. I want to say... I knew who it was. It was someone very famous. Did it? Did his daughter get like a piece of it? Paris Jackson, who's famous as, as Michael Jackson's daughter, but she might have. I, I, I don't no recall. 
also, did you see that video of Tom Cruise uh, jumping out of an airplane? I did. Casually speaking and like explaining the movies basically <laughs> to people. Big screen, big movie, loved it. I love that now he's doing stunts that aren't even in the movie. They're not even part of a trailer. It's just like a commercial for just like the idea of Tom Cruise and the fact that this movie is eventually coming out. Right. He's it's, like, you know, I'm going to jump right out of this plane. And everybody's like, uh, you don't have to, but okay. He's like, yeah, and I'm not just going to jump out. Let's make a commercial out of it. Let's like do a whole thing. I forget who said this, but he really is one of the last like action slash real just movie stars left. Yeah. A lot of guys have retired. A lot of people, they don't make good movies anymore, whatever. He's one of the most, he has the most consistent filmography of anyone in the business. Yeah, especially lately. He's just been churning out hits. Mm. And if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, folks, it's now on Paramount Plus, And I can't recommend it enough. Is it really? It is. I don't know if I'm ready for a rewatch. I think I might be. Have you seen it more than once? I did see it twice in the theaters. And nah, wait. Enjoyed it immensely both times. You gotta wait. You're I, gonna wreck it. I probably should. I'm going to wreck it. That's a, I might wait two years mm. and then roar back in and love it. Um, We're seeing Avatar 2 wow. shortly today, heading out to the pictures. You've seen that already too. I have, and I'm going to save my thoughts for a review oh, portion. Oh boy. You're going to be very informed on this movie. The um, question is, will you take notes again? Mm, maybe, because I don't think I, I actually didn't take really any notes because I was with uh, the Rounding Down fellas and some other people I didn't know, and I didn't want to be on my phone the entire movie. Oh, did they not touch their phones the whole movie? They didn't. And every time I opened mine, I felt like a real <sighs> could you. I know, Anx, just considering <sighs> the idea of not being on his phone for Three a hours and 12 minutes phoneless. <laughs> and he's feeling ill. I'm, uh, I'm good. I don't want to do that. But yeah, Edie Falco came out and said, uh, she's in Avatar 2 which is like odd mm. and distracting because it's tough to see her as anybody but Carmela Soprano, unfortunately. She was just so good in that show. It's uh, tough to buy her as anything else. But she filmed it four years ago, her role in Avatar 2, and she said, quote, I thought the movie already came out and flopped, <laughs> which is just, it's so cool when someone like that is just unaware of, that's insane. Yeah, it's like, really, oh, I just, but I just took that job, and then who knows what happened to it. <laughs> just doing, a, you know, 80 episodes of The Sopranos, and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Although she also had, like, five seasons of Nurse Jackie. Oof. Didn't you watch the entire thing? I watched theater? all of it, yeah. Wow. It like, was good. Actually, I've heard people say it's good. I just couldn't get into it. I c could never rewatch it. It's not like the Sopranos where you can kind of pop it on. Yeah. But it was definitely worth a watch when it was fresh. But I don't know. I love Carmela in the character. And I also think Edie Falco is great. And spoiler alert, she plays like a general in this movie. And Weird. He's in a mech suit at a point. It's very funny. And silly. We have guns here. Exactly. <laughs> we have got Navi here. We need to take them down. I have been dreaming and fantasizing and in love with Furia. <laughs> but yeah, the movie's making boffo box office, as they say in uh, the 30s. The media is trying... It's made $434.5 million in its... And this was just over the first opening weekend. It's probably at like 600 mil at this they were, point. Well, they were projecting 600 for the opening weekend. So the media is already trying to spin this as a loss. <laughs> They were saying, well, they predicted a 600 million week opening weekend. So 
Yeah. We don't know what's going on here. It's like, oh, do you think people are just going to stop watching it and no one's going to buy it for nineteen ninety nine in like, in eight weeks when it's on TV? I mean, this one, I feel like this will be a while till it's on Disney Plus or wherever it's going to land. This is like a big theater movie. Right. This is like a must-see in the theater. Well, that's why I am I wanted to go, because I knew that if I waited a few more weeks, I'd really lose interest, and then I'd never see it, and then I'd end up watching it when it was on like Disney Plus or whatever, and just disliking it based on the fact that it's a theater movie. It couldn't be more of one. So like, if you're even kind of interested in seeing this, it's... Go to the theater. Mm. Friend of the show, Cod, bought me Avatar on uh, iTunes and sent it to me. And it's just been sitting in my library for four years. I've never even touched it. Wait, have you never seen Avatar? I watched it when it came out. Okay. I might have walked out. I honestly can't remember. I'm looking forward to seeing the theater. Like one minute in, you leaning over. Who are all these blue people? Mr. Question Man, when you have, have to understand we're in a unique position tonight. Mr. Question Man will 100% be out because no, no. I remember nothing from the first movie and you've already seen this Yeah, and you're into it. So there's going to be lots of questions. It's even funnier when you ask me questions when we're both seeing something for the first time. I'm like, I'm, I haven't seen this. I'm watching it just like you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a meme. It's a good bit. <laughs> like, hey, uh, who's that guy again? I don't know yet either. Yeah. Um, well, do you a- remember? Oh, go ahead. No, I just got a, a notice that says someone who's using your account. It's funny considering what we were just talking. Which about. account? Uh, my Netflix. Who's who's sneaking sneaking in? I think it's friend of the show, Sarah. She's slinking in. Oh, yeah. I've been on my dad's Netflix for years, and I'm happy to give it up. Fuck it. Wow. Make everybody pay for everything. And speaking of Netflix, uh, Glass Onion just dropped today. Are you going to be watching that? No, speaking of movies, I won't. Speaking of movies I've seen that you haven't, Zero Desire. Legit, yeah. total zero. I mean, it's on Netflix, and it's got a great cast. I'll say that for it. I shut the first one. Hell of a performance from Edward Norton. He should be in more stuff. But uh, you can listen to our review of that a couple episodes ago, maybe episode 192, as we soldier on towards our 200th episode spectacular. What are we doing for the 200th episode? Um, Something dope. We're going to figure it out. I feel like we should watch like a very us movie, mm. like Clerks or something. I don't know. Maybe Cloud Atlas? Nope. Maybe Welcome to Marwin? Warmer, warmer. <laughs> he's he's tentatively in. I just, I don't know. It feels like we have to do something. Yes. I don't know. We'll no. figure it out. Yeah, we're going to do a whole thing. We're going to involve the fans. Uh, shoot us any ideas you have. Enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. We have a sad uh, death this week. Hit me, baby. <clears throat> uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star and Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife's mother oh, is dead. Okay. <laughs> so Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife, Camille, her mother is dead. God damn it. You expect me to like go see Avatar 2 and just have a good time after learning news like this? Yeah, I I'm sorry to have dropped that on you Fuck. with this little notice. I'm fucking crestfallen over here. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to get popcorn. You're a big And a big guy. drink. And I'm going to be a pissy boy and miss like four or five scenes. You're just taking, <laughs> taking your time and like four bathroom visits? I'm going to get a large pink lemonade and just probably have to pee three times during the movie. That's the way of water yeah. right there. 
someone made that joke like how can james cameron make a three hour and 12 minute movie with water everywhere and expect you to not go to the bathroom during it that is true like the whole middle section everything's underwater. who cares water and do you have any anything Christmassy you want to say? This is our last show before Christmas. Oh, on this Sunday. is our Christmas spectacular. I guess Orlando uh, Brown from Disney's That's So Raven got arrested for beating up his girlfriend. That's a Christmas miracle. I think it is. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. He's had a, a few run-ins with the law in the last few years, so mm. we're praying for him here at the podcast. Sure. Do you remember that that show? What show? That's so Raven with oh, yes. Raven Simone. I do. He was the one who was like the friend with the. He was like you know I'm the wacky friend. I mean I don't I don't remember, but I trust that he was a scene stealer. And now he's pulverizing women in real life. So you hate not to ideal, hear it. not a good trajectory for him. And yeah, I was trying to think of something. I feel like I had a Christmas no, thing. We'll figure it out. Mm. People um, woe. I also meant to do a uh, like movies of the year list. I've been seeing a lot of top tens. Mm. I saw Obama's favorite movies of 2022, and uh, do it in the voice. He's got a bunch of movies I've never even heard of. Uh, Wheel of Fortune and <laughs> Fantasy. I loved it. <laughs> look, look forward to the Oscar. Hey, Barack, my man, it's it's Bruce. <laughs> oh, Bruce. How you uh, doing, brother? I'm good. Uh, you cool with me calling your brother, brother man? Uh, yes, actually, yes. Oh, all right. You're Merry on our Christmas, Spotify man. program. Man, Michelle has such broad shoulders. Hmm. Do you think she'd let me give her a back massage? Uh, I do. I'm, and the, I'm the foot fucking master. I don't be tickling or nothing. Oh, that, good reference. I like that. <laughs> Sasha and Malia would like that, too. Why don't we uh, go over our favorite movies of the year, Barack? Yes. Uh, the Fablemans, a bit of a slog, but uh, I, I'm Jewish, so I loved it. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, Bruce, uh, your documentary did not make my list. <laughs> I thought it was a snoozer. <laughs> Sorry, kiddo. <laughs> that was good. He he had Emily the Criminal on his list, which I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Kundun, I liked it. And that's on Hulu right now. If you haven't seen that Aubrey Plaza uh, grit fest. He's got a movie called The Good Boss, never heard of it. A Hero, Hit the Road, haven't heard of any of these movies. He liked Tar, which we still have to see, the Cate Blanchett picture. Do we? I mean, I hear it's great. It's from the guy who made Little Children. I liked Little Children. Mostly because of the child predator, though. That's what drew me in. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe there's a child predator in Tar? I don't think the child predators get enough uh, representation in media. Mm. To me, it's something that is frowned upon when it shouldn't be. And um, this is a good new hill. I don't even like to say predators. I prefer to them as minor, minor attracted people. Okay, is what I like to refer to child predators as. That's a good spin. So you do wonders for them. mm -hmm. Imagine someone out there tuning in just at that part Mm. and being like, "This is that podcast that my personal trainer was talking about." Is he's, this about movies? I, he's talking about child predators. I was just trying to cool off. <laughs> oh, and Decision to Leave, he has on here. I want to see that, too. What's that about? That's from uh, the guy who made Old Boy. Oh, cool. So I think it's supposed to be... I actually don't know anything about it. We like going into movies blind. Agreed, yeah. 
It's kind of the new thing that I'm digging. Yeah, I don't want to watch a bunch of trailers that give away eight out of ten percent of, or eighty to twenty, eighty ninety percent of the movie. Rather, yes. hey Joe, how you doing? Be quiet though. Stop. If I had to make like a top. I got like a top five here that's just like mildly off the cuff looking at Obama's and this other one I have here. Mine would probably be Banshees of Inishirin, mm-hmm. which is now on HBO Max. Nope, which is now on Peacock. Barbarian, HBO yep. Max. Barbarian's up there. Top Gun Maverick, Paramount Plus, as I just mentioned. And... The Batman? Yeah, that would probably be in there. Avatar 2 probably in there, spoiler alert. Loved it. Uh, Elvis might sneak in there. Would that be on your top something of the year? I'd say it's top 10 for sure. I liked it. Yeah, like, you know, this was a decent year. Mm. Decent, not great. I felt like last year was quietly pretty strong, and I had a way doper top 10. Yeah, we'll have to, we did this, we can do it. I guess next week would be technically when we do it, like toward the end of the last show of the year. Yeah, because then we'll have yeah. finally seen all these We'll releases. have seen everything, not everything, but... The whale definitely doesn't sneak into my top 10. No. We'll discuss that uh, in reviews. Yes, we will. Um, that's it for me, though, um, yeah. in terms of my news. I think it might be a good time to head out to the pictures. Yeah, I don't want to be late. I want to get set up with a nice big bucket of corn and that big pea-inducing lemonade. Hi, Joe. So Joe. we'll be right back with more show. We're going to Pandora, Joe. Are you coming with? Joe, you are fucking with the show Joe, as usual. Joe, meow into Mike. It'll be good. Fuck, she's not listening. We'll be right back. Bye. Merry Christmas, folks, and also happy holidays. I'm joining in on this... Uh, this boy band is this in sync it is yeah shit i mentioned uh i I play in sync because uh i want to just say that we at the enough podcast stand in solidarity with nick carter that he did not have sex with that 17 year old girl in 2001 okay i don't know anything about that but we believe you nick (laughs) (laughs) i think that you threw your own brother to the wolves i'm sure you got a hell of a lot of character no doubt. I mean, in sync. What? Wouldn't wouldn't act. <laughs> I'm just like floored by this. Also, I don't. It's know, funny. It's, it's Christmas time. It's yeah. funny how so many people come out with Christmas albums, mm. just re-recording the same like six songs to the delight of Michael Bublé. Christmas music is good, right? Is it? Is he still around? Do we still like him? Uh, I saw him live and I thought it was lovely, but he's a bit of a fucking goof. That's fair. And uh, it's tough defending. People hear that you're a Michael Bublé fan, they're kind of disgusted. It's the reality of that. I mean, I'm not not disgusted. His slight lisp. (laughs) That is a good bit. Folks, Merry Christmas. The, uh, the this seasonal, is the Christmas spectacular, yeah. Seasonal spirit is uh, contagious. And we just saw a new Christmas classic, Avatar 2. Avatar The Way of Water. James Cameron's first movie in 13 calendar years since Avatar 1 in 2009. James Cameron is the director of such... Uh, 
you know, he's directed the two highest grossing movies of all time, Titanic and Avatar. Also, Aliens, Terminator, Terminator 2, to name some others. True Lies. He's kind of a classic maker. Titanic? Yes, yes. I saw this last week in 3D, and we just saw it again in 2D. What was the drop-off like for you from 3 to 2? It was notable. Right. Seeing in 3D is the way to go, in my opinion. I think that's the move. Yeah, I Although, think I fucked up on that. But the 3D, there's no 3D near here. Like I would, it, is there not? I don't. I think I don't think the one in Chestnut Hills got it. I don't. I know that the Cambridge theaters don't. I guess the AMC in Boston's got it. Hmm. But I don't like that theater. I'm not a big 3D guy, but this movie was like made to be watched. Yeah. Under those circumstances, but I will say it still looked pretty fucking dope in 2D. Hmm. Like, I wasn't like, oh, shit, this sucks, <laughs> watching it this time. But, um, yeah. I actually, I'm quite impressed that you were able to hang in there for a second round of that. Mm. So, appreciate that, because I would never have gone by myself. Yes. Let's, I got a lot of notes. Uh, let me just rifle it off. Off the top, I was going to run with the troll that I hated it. But, I mean, obviously, the effects were cool enough that, like, it's impossible to hate. Yeah. The storyline sucks. I, I saw you were dazzled early on. You you were like, I'm into this. Yeah, in the beginning, I was pretty dazzled, and then at the very end, I was like, kind of dazzled again. But I was mostly just happy that it was ending. Hmm. Like it's it's too fucking long. It is. I'm sorry. I mean, like he did this already with the first one. Like literally any movie that's three hours or, God forbid, even longer, it's just too long. It's just too much time yeah. to be looking at one thing, even if it's. Like the most beautiful 3D screensaver that exists we on Earth. We did get lucky with the seatmates. Mm, we mates. didn't have anybody directly next to... Actually, I guess you did, but he was a little kid. Yeah. There was no annoyances around us, except for the tall guy sitting up straight in front of us that didn't recline his seat yeah, like a psychopath. I, I don't know. <laughs> At first, I was like, well, he's shoveling his fucking fat head full of popcorn. Mm. So maybe he just doesn't want to choke, which I get. Yeah, the kid sitting next to me, he had a couple... I was enjoying like his reactions to the movie. At mm. certain times, he was like, whoa, what, sick. Little fucking nerd. You should my, have molested my. him. Ruined his life. <laughs> it crossed my mind, but then... Just reached down his pants. <laughs> but then the magic that, of huh? the movies uh, recaptured me. Just start pumping away. Um, I hated that spider kid. I didn't find myself rooting for the Navi like they wanted me to. Kid, you're not, you're whisked away to Pandora? Sam Worthington has zero chops. See, he actually was working for me in this, even though he, aside from Avatar 1 and like that Clash of the Titans remake that barely exists, I don't think he's worked in the past 16 calendar years. I almost spit my Snapple out at that, yeah. Um, a lot of weird casting in this. No reason that Edie Falco needed to be in this movie. Yeah. Zero reason for Jermaine Clement to be in this movie and also not doing his accent. This was the most puzzling thing about the movie to me. Jermaine Clement, the guy from Plot of the Concords, is in this movie doing an American accent seemingly like at gunpoint. And the other guy that he's in the movie with is doing... A New Zealand accent. It's like, why aren't they just both New Zealanders? Yeah. 
it was just like made zero sense to me yeah because yeah he's not good at doing an american accent it was very stilted and distracting yeah and also he's a funny guy and they cast him as like a serious scientist it just was odd but the big thing in this movie is like the kids jake sully and uh amir natiri have a bunch of blue kids now safe How how did they grab you uh, the kids were obnoxious, and I found that in general, they that everyone on the cast said Jake Sully too many times. Jake Sully. They just keep saying it over and over again. It's almost trying to like build empathy with the character or something. And it was a lot of universe building with this, the heavy-handed anti-colonialism, like, I get it. We're not great as whites. It's true. Uh, I, I was ugh. wowed when Sully landed that plane on the Hudson, though, mm. in the big third-act finish. <laughs> That's that's the way of water for you. I would say I'd prefer to watch 2016 Sully over Avatar for a second time, I must admit. Yes, the visual wonder of Clint Eastwood's Sully <laughs> makes James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water look like dog shit, folks. What, what I want to know is how many people in that theater, I looked around, nobody was on their phones. Which just, that's just us. Yeah. Mostly me, really. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally reorganizing my contacts at one point. Yeah, that was like during like the third act where like all the good stuff's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's like I just I don't know, it lost me. And what I want to know is if you can go three hours and twelve minutes in that dark theater without checking your phone, I feel like your job should be co- you should just get a job as a lighthouse keeper. Mm. Because you have like an immense level of focus and poise and precision that I Ooh. don't share. I'm fucking, I have the attention span of a three-year-old. You need like a yonder bag that they have at concerts to put your phone in to go to the movies. Just trap it in there. And I'm like, well, yes. I did that to Bill Burr. And I was like, actually, I kind of like this better because yeah. I'm here now. Exactly. If you just like take it out of the equation, mm. I think you'd whisk away to Pandora. Leave it in my easily. car, maybe. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, this, I like this movie a lot. I, I like loved it seeing it in 3D for the first time. Watching it again, I'm like, yeah, it's it's good. Mm. No 3D takes away a lot. I thought that as I realized this was not going to be a 3D. Mm. I was thinking maybe we needed that 3D. Because yeah, every time they're underwater in 3D, right. it looks like unreal dope. Like that first scene when they're all diving in, yeah. like an hour in, when you see that in 3D, it's like, oh shit, look at this. Mm. This is a real piece of work. To be honest, the shot that blew me away the most was towards the end when like the, this is a spoiler, when the family gets like reunited and they're mm. kind of figuring it all out. And you just, it's like a zoomed in shot of their faces and like just the detail on the characters' faces alone, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, cause like just from an effects standpoint, the movie looks like incredible. Yeah. And you forget you're looking at like entirely CGI, blue, nine foot tall, like aliens who don't exist. Like you buy it. Yeah. Or at least I did. It uh, It's impressive. I popped in and out of sus- disbelief suspension for sure. Yeah. There was a few little things that took me out of it. Like the... They tried to get us to care more about the kids than it was possible. Like, I couldn't even keep straight which one was which. Forget about remembering their names. I couldn't even tell by face. Well, yeah, they have to, like... Yeah, especially the two brothers. They're very similar. They need to give one of them, like, a big mole or something so you could differentiate. Mole. (laughs) 
Yes, they need to have it played by Fred Savage as his gold member character. That would have been fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to roll with the troll that I hated it and shit all over it, but it's it's solid. It, it, yeah. I, I will never, ever watch it again, but it, it, uh, it was pretty cool to see it. And if you don't see this in the theater, don't bother. Yeah. Don't I'll, watch this at your house. I'll probably see this again in the theater at some point. I think? This will probably have legs and play for a while. Oh, this is going to be in some theaters for six months. They'll just never take it out. But yeah, like the kids worked for me. They, mm. uh, I thought it was going to be hacky. Like, oh, they're doing like a... Because like you were saying, like the world building. They do a lot of like... Yes. You know, there's three more avatars coming. So yes. they're, they're laying a lot of groundwork for the future. Kind of hate that. Yeah. I it, hate when it feels like so in- intense. Like just you're it, just telegraphing it. We know there's more coming. Yeah. And especially like <clears throat> certain characters, it's like, well, I know they're not going to go. So how is this going to, I don't know. It takes a little bit away from it, but it still worked. For me. And yeah, the, there's a big section of the movie where one of the sons is hanging out with a whale who's a real <clears throat> scene stealer. Did you love the whale as much as I did? Are you in on the whale? He was decent. Hmm. What do you like about it? And we're not talking about Brendan Fraser. That'll be in a few minutes. I was hoping that'd be a tie-in. We're talking about a big, dope CGI whale who speaks at one point. That's really charming. Or, you know, subtitles come up for a whale saying, like, I can't talk about what happened. It's too painful for me. (laughs) It's dope, folks. And Zoe Saldana needed this work, huh? She was kind of like sidelined in this movie. They don't give her character a lot to do. Which she's like rabbit at the end when her kids are in trouble. It's true. I mean, she's making like a. I know. I thought that was cool. You like, like that? Wow, she's all fired up. Somebody was saying there's a blue boob in it. I didn't catch the boob. Fucking, I saw it. And they're doggy. breastfeeding. <laughs> well, it's weird because they have them wearing like tatters over them just Did to you like cover the nipples. Her? Toughened your nipples, didn't it? <laughs> Hello, Natiri. When your little girl's on the slab, where will it tickle you, James Cameron? <laughs> uh, I was rooting for the Marines the entire time. Wow. Kid, you're the villain. I'm a blue person. I wanted and... the mean guy with the buzz cut to kill Jake Sully. Wow. Well, he is a great actor. The guy from Don't Breathe. Yeah. I like that guy. I like old jacked guys too. <laughs> Him, he'd beat the shit out of Jake Sully in real life. Yeah, probably. Sam yeah, Worthington, the, and they have an interesting thing with his character because he's the villain from the first one who dies, and you know I feel like everyone knows he's back in this one, and I was worried it was going to be like dumb, but they actually found a cool. Uh, wrinkle of a storyline for him he was one of the more interesting parts of the somewhat derivative from the first one storyline mm. but it's not really about the story it's just about those visuals i'm trying to explain it away <laughs> just to i think that most people going into a movie like this know that this it's not going to be a movie that you are re- are watching for the script or the the character development and, and most people are just going to be able to let that go yeah like if avatar was a book it would be the shittiest book ever made like reading this it's it would be nothing it's all about the you know i'm a big dialogue guy mm. and unfortunately so this was a t- <laughs> there were times where it was kind of a tough pill to swallow yeah like there's a lot of the like sully stick together because the jake sully clan i'm like nah, that was uh, okay whatever also is 
Sully is like an abbreviation for Sullivan or Sullenberger or you know something. Yeah. Sully in itself is not really a last name. Mm. Magic. I don't know. There's going to be how many more of these two? Uh, the third one's supposedly already filmed and it's coming out in like a year and a half. Okay. And James Cameron has said, if this one doesn't perform well at the box office, which it is, it crossed the 600 mil mark. I saw so it's, the other day. So it's broken even. Yeah. Okay. In a and, fucking you know, week. We'll continue to make a fortune. Yeah. But he said that if it didn't make money, they could make three, like the end of it. They have like a way to like tack on an ending. And then... uh He's a very clever guy. Yeah. (laughs) Good summary. He's a major dude. He, yeah, he's hedging his bets a little bit, I guess. But of course it's going to fucking make money. Yeah. There's no way this movie would have failed. I mean, he really, he came to play. Mm. I dug it. Okay. Would you give it out of 10 or out of five rather? Letterbox style? I think it's it's like a four, four and a half for me. Really? Experience I might go two. Ones? I might go two. <laughs> oh, two out of five. Two is a lot better than one. Uh, it's I a lot mean, better than one. It's a, I, I could go half star, one, one and a half. That's three ratings ahead is two. Mm. I think two, two and a half is solid for me. Yeah. Right in that meaty part of the curve. And also, it's, it's kind of like a James Cameron greatest hits movie. It has like stuff that he's done before, but he just does it again in this better like there's a whole section where they're in a boat that's uh, filling up with water. It's very Titanic. Mm. There's a, uh, I can't think of more. The boat's filling up. He like, you know, he's a pro at this point. He's like, yeah, I've made all these great action movies. I know how to do all these set pieces. Now I'll just do them again, but better. I'll throw a whale in there. You'll be fucking wowed. And yeah. That's Avatar 2 way of the water. It was okay. It was a masterpiece. <laughs> it's the future of the movies. Also, Vin Diesel is uh, in the third one, so we have that to get excited Is he really? About. Yeah. You're fucking with me. No. He's actually in the third one. Yes. The movies. As uh, a bad guy? We don't know yet. Wow. Hopefully he plays a blue or maybe like a red sidecar. Hey. It's me. I'm in blending in the universe of Riddick and... Blood sport. I'm in the Oma- bloodshot. I'm in the Omatakaya clan. How you doing? I'm a big dummy. Um, we also saw another brand new one this week. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's The Whale, starring friend of the show Brendan Fraser. This is our uh, underwater spectacular. All Oceana, yes, stuff tonight. Am I tired? (laughs) I'm like behind a couple of steps tonight, folks. Um, I liked this. Yeah, The Whale, which is... I think I gave you three and a half. As you mentioned, Aronofsky's latest film. He did Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, Mm. uh, Noah. Why can't I think of his other movies? Black Swan, that's a real good one. I'm a big The Wrestler and Black Swan fan. Yeah. Uh, And his other stuff... I find varying degrees of like... Yeah, The Wrestler was great. Black Swan's great. Requiem for a Dream, I think... It's whatever. It's like the saddest movie ever made. It's one of those movies that obviously it's good, but I think people thought it was better than it is in high school. It's one of those movies like you don't even need to watch it. Just don't do hard drugs. Right. (laughs) And like you don't even need to watch this sob story. 
but uh, also he did Mother, which is a very interesting movie. Mother. That's not a fun one to watch, but it's like, it's a piece of work. I enjoyed Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Um, this is his latest starring. Uh, do you have a summary? I don't. I mean, we got Brendan Fraser's big return to the silver screen after all these years. The star of such classics as Airheads, uh, The Mummy. What else is Brendan Fraser in? He's a friend of the show. George of the Jungle. Yes. Crash. Um, Blast from the Past. Yeah. He had like a, he was a pretty serious movie star in the late 90s. And maybe all the 90s. And then he kind of fell off. I feel like he has a story. Something fucked up happened to him. I think he was like molested by some Harvey Weinstein type producer that I don't believe has yet been revealed. I think you're right. And I think that just fucked with his head. And I think he made like four turkeys in a row. And then he just sort of went underground. So this is like his big comeback after like at least a decade on ice. And uh, I got a summary right here for you. A reclusive English teacher attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. Oh, okay. And that basically is this movie. This is a movie that is very clearly based on a play. I think almost every scene Mm. takes place in his apartment. And there's only like a handful of characters. This was a weird movie for me. It had a very like insane Mm. tone. Where at times it was like just being like cripplingly sad, and then at other times being making like fat jokes, basically. You mean like him covering pieces of pizza with like grape jelly and mayonnaise and eating until he vomits into the trash? Yeah, and like that scene's playing with like horror movie, uh, horror movie music in the background, and then there's another scene where like his caretaker, he's like Liz, uh, it's dinner time. And they play this like ominous music as she takes a bucket of chicken out and brings it into camera. I'm like, this is funny. This is like nothing but funny. I don't know what's going on with this movie. Him like, jerking off to the gay porn in the beginning when the kid from the church arrives. That's like, literally the opening shot of this movie. Yeah. Is CGI Fatsu Brendan Fraser jerking off to gay porn. Made me laugh. I mean, maybe this was like the comedy of the year. Maybe I'm just reading this wrong. It's supposed to be like an A24 classy tearjerker and i read it as like i don't feel like this is a christmas release by the way i feel like imagine seeing this with your family just being like oh fuck you guys want to go out to eat now (laughs) after after watching that let's go get the big fat dinner we went to guy fieri's restaurant (laughs) with friend of the show rion before this yes yes and i had a big burg and then watched this movie and just felt like a gross piece of shit as i was like eating candy yeah yeah and, yeah, it actually uh, got me to stop eating my candy yeah. at the point because I was like, "What do you want, Joe?" I don't want to be the whale. We're both pretty far off from the whale, but I get the sentiment. I, no. it, what it is is, I don't think. Um, what is it? There was a line in this that I loved, and Liz, the friend, said, she "I don't great. think I believe anyone can save anyone." And like you said, that felt. I wrote that down. It was like that. That felt like a play and. I guess one of Rion's art buddies let him know that, that this was a play, which is super hip and cool. Yeah. So he he clued us in on that after the movie. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because some of the dialogue is like, I don't think Brendan Fraser felt like it was a play because, you know, he's a film actor. But Rion was saying, I think the woman who plays his ex-wife was from the play. So. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, Samantha Morton. Mm-hmm, I guess. But. <coughs> 
I don't know. It. Uh, I'll never ever watch this again. Like there is no that. reason for that. Yeah. Which is I will f- say, too much of it was just like I'm saying, just weird. Like a lot of it was like, oh, he dropped something, and now let's watch him like arduously try to pick it up for like five minutes. Mm. I didn't. I didn't get what he was going for a lot of the time. I think that's just like real fat person stuff. Mm. And maybe that's not a movie. Yeah, it was just like there wasn't enough there. Mm. And I won't give it a what like by the time it got to the end, I was just like, this is it. This is like what we're this is what this movie is amounting to. Yeah, a couple misdirects. I think that, you know, Darren Aris, Aronofsky's leaning into the the angry, angsty girl trying to rebuild a relationship with her father or the other way around he's trying to rebuild it with her felt just like the wrestler with evan rachel wood and mickey rourke that was very basically the same fucking subplot Mm. or the real the whole that's the whole plot um i don't know this was it was a good movie i gave it three and a half in the moment out of five and the more i think about it the more i want to downgrade it to like maybe two and a half three because I don't know. It was there was parts that were supposed to be super sad and super poignant that were just funny and silly and that's it. Yeah, like this to me more often than it didn't. This felt like a movie that was grown in a laboratory to make people cry and win A24 yeah. awards. It it was like too much. It was a movie that felt manipulative. It in a, in a for sure way. felt like an award grab, yeah. yeah. And I don't even know that it'll be nominated. Maybe it will. I don't I know. I feel like he'll be nominated. And I hate to be the guy to say, like, he was better than the movie, but I think that's true in this case. Like, he was really good. And maybe I just yeah. hadn't seen him act in, like, 15 years, but I was like, shit, he's still got it. My guy's got some chops over here. They should send the Mummy franchise back over to him. Let him, let him clean that up. Yeah. <laughs> maybe put Cruz and him in it together. And yeah, this movie was very not subtle. It right. was like hammering home, like just like this guy's fat and he's going to die. As you mentioned, or as I mentioned, I think earlier, I we have friend of the show, Sean Parsons, used to be very large. And the character we've built around him is that goofy, yes, hello voice. Buddy. I was audibly doing the voice to myself. I didn't even know that you could hear me half the time. Mm. I was just like, I, some of them, like I, there were a few like oh, moments that I just like had to let out. Buddy. I couldn't not think of him anytime. It was like under the microscope that the whale is really fat. I was just thinking like, I'm not normally like this, Liz. Fuck, <laughs> like, fuck, fuck. Just whatever. So for me, it was just harder. I have trouble taking anything seriously. No doubt. Especially this. So yeah. I don't know. This is a this is like the exact opposite of Avatar in the sense that you can absolutely wait for this to come to TV. Yeah. Don't even pay for it. Wait for it to be free and, and watch he, it. And even then, like only watch it if you're in the mood to like be sad and weird. Yeah. And it's also one of those movies I was imagining like other people in this role while watching it. Imagine mm. if like Vin Diesel played the whale. <laughs> It wouldn't even, it, it just couldn't even kind of work. What about if it was me? Hey. Yeah, I gained all the weight for real. Hey, I ate too many Wahlburgers. I'm all full. Hey, how are you? I put on I put on 400 pounds of, of all Wahlburgers tater tots. Look at my big fat tummy and tits. Jesus fucked up Christ. How many fucking jumping jacks am I going to have to do? Why don't, why don't I disappear for 15 years and Brendan Fraser can take my spot? Sounds fucking dope. He should just disappear forever. 
He should. That would make us both happy. Mm. Um, this was overall pretty good, though. I think it's absolutely worth waiting for it to become like a 99 cent rental or on HBO Max, though. There's no need to be in a theater for this. It's over two hours long. Or actually, it's an hour and 57 minutes long. Felt longer. But we were at an AMC in the uncomfortable fucking seats with a fat guy in front of us and 30 actual minutes of trailers and then like five or six minutes of commercials and fanfare. The movie ended, that guy stood up and started applauding. <laughs> like, that's a picture. That's <laughs> Finally, I feel seen. <laughs> Finally, a movie for me. Also, the guy leaving Avatar next to me left all of his trash on his seat. A word? Which drives me fucking nuts. It's pretty classless. It's like, dude, they literally stand out front with a trash can. You just couldn't be bothered? Mm. That's like something a 10-year-old would do. That is rude, yeah. Just throw your shit away, bro. Could you? Upsetting. Also, I got a meets for you. Okay. The whale is leaving Las Vegas meets supersize me. Wow. What do you think? I think that works. He's in. And... Yeah. Anything else would probably be spoilery. You. I'm gonna give this. Never. Never. Ask me to stop eating. <laughs> eating ice cream on top of pizza. Yeah. And I wonder. I guess that probably is realistic. I'm sure they. But do people actually do that? Like eat in a way where like you're just trying to eat as unhealthily as possible. Like you said, he was eating slices of pizza. Like folding two into each other and just cramming like any condiment within reach onto it. I, from watching like Thousand Pound Sisters and My Six Hundred Pound Life, or whatever it's called, six. I guess it's just Six Hundred Pound Life. Um, yes, the answer is yes. It's sad to think <clears throat> someone could get to the point where like I get doing it because it's enjoyable. Like eating's mm. great, especially when it's something sure. tasty, but. To do it and like take that out of the equation, it's like I'll just eat whatever. <laughs> like just give me the food. It's really, you know, what's sad. funny to think about is there's probably a whale within a mile from here. Hmm. Somebody in this neighborhood, someone in your apartment building, maybe you never know. A word. They're just eating away. That's true. Someone, even maybe someone we know. Yes. Could who, be have whaled themselves. Who gets onto Zoom meetings and turns their camera off? That reveal when he shows his legs. He's like, this is me. And then he like pans the camera down his body and they're all horrified. Yeah. It was that like most other scenes in this. I was just like, what am I? This is odd. <laughs> I mean, you can't win them all, Aronofsky. I yeah. consider this like a bit of a miss. It was probably his worst. I mean, the fountain's pretty boring. But yeah. I never saw that. So I can't comment. But I don't know. Good know. performance in a very tonally odd awards bait right. slog. I, I thought don't... his caretaker, the woman Liz, I thought she was really good in like a unshowy role. Right. I, I completely bought her character. I thought she kind of held it all together. I thought she was interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the whale, Brendan Fraser. He's back. Fat suit movies are back. Get ready for Fat Bastard versus The Whale versus Respucia from Norbit versus another one I can't think of. The Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, throw them in the mix. <laughs> Why not? Um, I watched She Said 
the movie about the New York Times reporters that exposed Harvey Weinstein, or at least like got the ball rolling with that, mm. starring uh, Carrie Mulligan and uh, Zoe Kazan or friends, Zoe Kazan, friends of the show. Yeah, I this wasn't great either. I must. I mean, the whale was like good. This was kind of bad. Yeah, this. I've also heard it be discredited a lot like people right. are saying like this didn't even kind of happen <laughs> the events in the movie but i mean a lot of it felt what the thing is is i've listened what i wrote in my letterbox review is if you want to know more about this story and you want to be supportive of the me too movement read or listen to ronan farrow who's mia farrow and woody allen's son's what book catch and kill uh Nothing where but he lies goes over that. basically everything this movie touches on but like from the perspective of the way that it actually happened mm. and i mean he his book was really i think what got the ball rolling more so than the new york times articles and i mean he's a new york times writer as well so it was very strange that this movie didn't really include him at all mm. i mean they might have mentioned him once or twice but the, he was there was no character who played him and harvey weinstein's not even in the movie they had somebody doing both a Trump impersonation and a Harvey Weinstein impersonation on the phone. Oh, how did that sound? Pretty good. Okay. It was a pretty good Trump. And uh, I don't know. To me, I was kind of wondering why they wouldn't work them in. Like, is it like they couldn't figure out what actor to cast? I would say probably, um, what's his face from. <sighs> Blackbird and uh, Richard Jewell. I can't remember his oh, name yeah. now. Oh, yeah, Paul... Paul Walter Hauser. Yes. Would be great, I think, as Harvey in the right makeup. I mean, let's... The, Brendan Fraser-wise, what do you think about him as Harvey Weinstein? That's fine. Size-wise, he size, yeah. off. Harvey's a big in, guy. Put him in, like, a fucked-up wig and uh, give him all that... Give him, like, a shriveled, fucking destroyed penis and balls. little, like, flap dick. And you're Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I This was... I wanted to like it more. I thought the trailer looked interesting, and it's something that I find fascinating, the fact that this guy, this monster, was able to operate the way that he did in Hollywood for so long, and, like, nobody stopped him just because they were afraid of losing their own career. No doubt, no doubt. Like, for example, Ashley Judd herself is actually in the movie as herself, and she's one of the people who first came out against Harvey Weinstein and he like fucking blackballed her entire career. Yeah. He was just like calling people and telling them not to work with her. He did that with a lot of Mira Sorvino. Yep. I know he did that too. And these women like didn't work again. He really. That's he, a scary thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't fuck this fat, gross monster with pimples all over his fucking tiny shriveled dick. Yeah. And now he's just going to tell everybody who could be sending me on any job ever that I can't work anymore. Yeah. And they're afraid to say no to him because of how much juice he has. Mm, it's fucked up. Scary. Truly. And that's that's the world that Hollywood was. I mean, for, and maybe still is to a certain extent. Like I saw somebody make a pretty good point about how like Hollywood hasn't changed at all in the sense that like we've thrown Will Smith to the wolves, but like Ezra Miller's uh -huh. still working and still a part of the DC universe. Yeah. And like that's a silly comparison, but they're not the same thing at all. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, women and people of color will kind of always be done a disservice by the industry that is Hollywood. It's just no doubt. Unfortunately. I think people like Harvey Weinstein still exist among us. 
And the Me Too movement has sort of quieted down a little bit. And I'm not saying I want to like hear all about that again, but mm. I think that some stuff could be done. And movies like this, like had this movie had an opportunity to be great and to have a large, you know, important voice and to do something. Mm. And I think kind of like Promising Young Woman, like I get where they were going with it. And Carrie Mulligan seems to have a dog in the fight, obviously with those two choices in the last year. Mm. I think that Promising Young Woman did a way better job of sending that message mm. and execution wise, you know, everything wise. Yeah, I haven't heard much good stuff about She Said. It stunk. Yeah. Listen it's to Ronan Farrow's book or read it it's way better and he's a smarmy little prick but like his heart's in the right place what that's she said she uh, said but that's pretty much all i watched i watched the 1923 premiere i have legit nothing to say about it it was very slow yellowstone's worse than ever 1923 is the yellowstone prequel series starring yeah. harrison ford and helen mirren it's like taylor sheridan has done two prequels this is the second one and it's i think it's replacing 1883 because i don't think 1883 is coming back i think that was they build that as like a limited series right they're like eight episodes and we're done that was like what they planned from the this i feel like is not though i feel like they want to do something i don't know though honestly helen mirren and harrison ford are a couple in this and they're a weird fucking duo they don't seem like they'd work for whatever reason well she seems older than him even though maybe she's not they're probably both about 80 yeah they probably are i don't know man it just it wasn't working for me there were parts of it that were like slightly more interesting than the episode of Yellowstone, but I might be, and I'm probably going to watch them both to the finish, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like <clears throat> I don't really watch any of these shows, but I don't think there's enough like story here for all these prequels. Mm-mm. It would be like if like Suits had a, a series of prequels <laughs> and like spinoffs. It's like, why is this happening? Is there enough meat on this bone? I yeah, That's a perfect analogy of a show that like, it's like dumb guy TV, t- and they stretched it too thin. Mm. Yeah, like even people who watch it, I can't imagine everyone's watching all these and just like eating it all up. But I don't know. Maybe the internet not. is a buzz with anti-negative, or I'm sorry, anti-Yellowstone talk, mm. like big time TikTok, Instagram. Like the Yellowstone fans aren't psyched with yeah. season four or season five, but especially season five. Everybody keeps saying maybe it'll pick up. I don't really see how it could. Mm. And I mean, 1923 just sort of has nowhere to go, as far as I'm concerned. Taylor Sheridan just having a doe count. Yeah, he's just doing his victory lap at this point because he's five seasons into Yellowstone and has two spinoffs with a third spinoff coming. And he's the uh, creator of Tulsa King, which I think is actually popular. And that Jeremy Renner show, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. I saw I a commercial about that one that's too. coming back for season two, like already. It's like, didn't season one just come out? Taylor Sheridan probably writes entire seasons while he's on the toilet, like <laughs> yeah. in 20 minutes, just cranked out. He really seems to be quite prolific. Mm. I'm jealous of his output. Yeah. My output is one one hundredth of his in general. My output is input here. <laughs> and then, like, that's it. <laughs> Um, or that almost made sense. I got it. I laughed. <laughs> but that's all I watched this week. Uh, that might be enough for me. That I think that is enough. I'm trying to think of anything else I might have watched. I'm still... Scotty busy, Scotty popular, watching six movies in the entire month of December. I know. Folks, I've, I've fallen off. I need to get back to my roots and start... Cool guy. 
I mean, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, I'm going to be better, folks. I'm going to watch more turkeys. Do better. I will, for the fans. Um, and we noticed when we were at the pictures earlier that Babylon is out. The new Damien Chazelle picture with uh, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. I will try to see that before our next program. And I would like that if you would see it. Because I'm going to wait to watch it at home. I don't have another three-hour movie in me. Yeah, this was big of you. Yes. I'm too antsy. The movies. I got ants in my pants. Um, that's enough. That's enough. We'll <laughs> see you next week. Folks, have a goo. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Although, we'll get into New Year stuff next week on the program, including our top tens of the year wow. and stuff like that. That seems like a thing we'll do. Let's do it. Yeah. So fire us off an email, enoughpodcast.gmail.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at SkipSeason. Rye is on Twitter and Instagram at Ank underscore fit and at Ankner. You got it. I think I'm Ank fit on Twitter. I don't even know anymore. Yes, you are. Ank underscore fit. Is there an underscore on Twitter too? Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a good Have a go. Ho, ho, ho.